Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know what were they thinking? Backroom deals, huge amounts of money, CIA secrets, sets off a firestorm in Washington, affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSEN. Okay, Lombardi Line, as we welcome you in week eight, Halloween weekend 2022. I'm Patrick Maher, live from Los Angeles. Michael Lombardi, of course, there at the Borgata on the throne. We got juice, man. Your boy John Gruden used to say, Give me some juice. We got juice. We, we got, got a game. Some juice. We got a we game in London this. there, big guy. Jacksonville yeah, up seven what? nothing. What did I hear? It was the largest crowd in the history of London. I mean, I guess they must think that uh, that uh, the Jaguars are their home team over there. That's awesome. I love it. Don't you, Patrick? <laughs> it does. It, it appears so. And it is Halloween weekend. It appears Nathaniel Hackett is dressing up as Richie Kotite because his Denver Broncos, Michael Lombardi. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. We should start there. And then we'll get to the big headlines today, including Malik Willis starting for the Titans. But you take a look. A nice touchdown pass from Lawrence to Ingram. Jacksonville up 7-0, a minute 45 to go in the first. But really, the story is Denver and the ineptitude. It's bad. And their offensive line, I mean, I can't believe this, but the best right, the third best right tackle in all of football, Cam Fleming's not playing today. That's according to Pro Football Focus. I make a joke about that. but Because I love Cam Fleming. He's a great kid. But, uh, you know, he's not the third best right tackle or left tackle. The tackle situation for Denver is really problematic. But the bigger issue is, look, nobody wants to say it. Nobody wants to talk about it. He was once a great player. He's not any longer. He was once a a gourmet chef. He's now a line cook at the Hackensack Diner. I mean, Russell's not playing good. Let's face it. And when you're betting Denver and you're betting Denver to overcome Russell, to overcome Nathaniel Hackett, you got some issues. Now, look, let's just put things in perspective. This, This Jacksonville team's good. They should be the best team in the South. 
However, they'll keep this game close. Trust me, they they won't put. They'll they'll make a couple decisions offensively that'll make you wonder what's going on. And Denver should be in this game. And I think the under in the first half is probably going to cash for some people. We'll keep you updated here on the Lombardi line two hours ahead. We'll get into Brent Musburger. We'll take you up until countdown to kickoff. But, yeah, you mentioned it with Denver, so let's start there. They've lost four straight. They're the worst-scoring team at 14-3 in all of football. They're last in red zone offense. You like to go a little deeper into the red zone stats, which we can do. They're last in goal-to-go situations. They're 30th on third downs. Any way you slice it with any metric with this offense with Denver, it's bad. And we had a bad turnover from Russell Wilson earlier in this matchup already. Yeah, I mean, and look, that, that's part of an experienced quarterback. He's got an out route that he's got to make sure that he hits it. You know, it gives his – it's a 50-50 ball. But everybody talks about these 50-50 balls like, well, the defense has a 50% chance. When the quarterback throws these balls into the right spot, into the right area, they're not really 50-50. They're really like 75-25. Like, you can make the play on them, and then you're going to be either – it's an incomplete, but it should never be an interception, especially when you've got a 6-4 receiver like Sutton going against a smaller corner. 100%. So – Let's just start, and then we'll get into I mean, the storylines. Hold on here, ahead, Patrick. Here's, this, here's the second 15-yard penalty against the Broncos. Another you know, targeting call. Another targeting call. You know, and so, you know, this is either you're coaching it or allowing it to happen. I mean, and it's a, it's a problem. I mean, it really is. It's a shame. You said it. So you'd like to have the support that Hackett and Wilson have of Peyton, the general manager. He came out this week there in London and said – I got the full support of Nathaniel Hackett. Of course, that contract's going to live up to its purpose there with Russell Wilson. It started off really badly, and now we've got a 15-yard penalty, as you mentioned. There's another nine-yard pickup down to the 19 of Denver for Jacksonville. So what are we looking moving, looking for moving forward? Nothing on offense so far, a couple of bad mistakes on defense. Let's talk about the in-game betting. What should betters be looking for? Well, I mean, look, here's the reality of it. The, the, the Denver gets behind 14 to nothing. They're going to have to throw the ball to get themselves back in this, and that's going to expose an offensive line that's not very good. And right. if, they have to, if they have to pass block a lot, I mean, Hackett will continue to run his West Coast, and the next possession will be the most critical. He's got to try to get some points to stay attached to him. His defense, you know, is not going to give up 40 points today. So the game should stay attached. So if you're seeing some of those ridiculously, you know, Denver laying, you know, Jacksonville laying 15, I, I don't think that's going to be the case here. I think the game will stay attached. However, that being said, the more Russell has to throw, the less likely he will be productive because the pressure will hold up. And what we're seeing early in the game is they can't really block the Jacksonville front. Jacksonville entered this game 24th in the National Football League in sacks per play. Earlier in the season, they were more effective in that category. However, that being said, they haven't been that way. The four-game losing streak has been defensively their inability to get to the passer. Today, it looks like they can. Michael, I mentioned it, of course. You know Ocean City. You had a party yesterday. Tomorrow is Halloween, so it's spooky season officially. We hope here on the Lombardi line that your team is dressing up as a contender this year. The mask that Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and Russell Wilson are wearing, a little confounding. How about Geno Smith dressing up as Joe Montana this year? And for pro football betters and football betters in particular, uh, the best costume or the number one costume this year, everybody's going as dogs, right? Dogs yeah. are 63 and 45, hitting at a 58% clip. So that's the theme this year, dogs and unders so far. Yeah, I, and, and I mean, I think we're going to see a lot of that. Now, you know, we're seeing some of the – and it's the home dogs too. 
You know, you get a chance to get – like Houston was a home dog earlier in the week. Every We said earlier in the week we felt like that Tannehill was not going to play. And, you know, now we know he's not going to play. I thought that line was set as if Tannehill wasn't going to play. You know, I know they're on the road, but Tennessee's numbers are – Yeah, a little hedge. And so it obviously – once it came out, Patrick, that he wasn't going to play – then the number moved based on a lot of money coming in. But that number was set based on if he wasn't going to play. I mean, the book kind of knew he wasn't going to play. And, you know, they were getting action on both sides. Now, when the public comes in, this isn't sharp movement. This isn't handicappers betting this number. Handicappers bet the number at two and a half. That's, that was a number that they felt like Houston, a home dog, were playing. And I think this is what you see when you see these late news. That The number will tell you who's playing and who's not playing based on how they said it. The book's not going to give out a bad number. Yeah, important to note for new bettors, remember, you're going to get 90% of the volume as far as the bets before game time, you know, leading up to the game. It's not going to happen during the week where the professionals are betting. But let's talk about that matchup. Tennessee, so Tennessee, Malik Willis is in for Ryan Tannehill. Yesterday, the number was one and a half. Tennessee, it flipped to Houston one. But if you take a look at your board right now, Look, Tennessee's now jumping to favoritism here. I got a bunch of shops showing one with Tennessee laying it there at Houston. Yeah, I think that that that's what my point was. The number was really never really set. I, I like Houston today. I had it at two and a half yesterday. I think that's the right number. It's two and a half in the contest. I think this. I think when you watch Houston play, they're really they're an effective team for fifty minutes. They lose and they lose their ability in the second, in the last ten minutes of the game, like they did against the Raiders. They move the ball effectively against the Raiders. Playing at home, I think they should be able to block this front and they should be able to make some plays here, you know. And, and they'll be able to get a rhythm. Now, what does Willis bring the Tennessee offense? He brings them the six-back attack, right? Like I wrote about on Veasan. Now they will be fully vested in a six-back. It'll be a lot of quarterback runs. They're not going to throw the ball. Heck, they threw for 115 yards last week. They don't throw the ball half the time anyway. So they're going to run the ball. It's a little bit like I tweeted just recently. The Jets bring up this Chris Strever kid from South Dakota who was in Canada for a while, and he's bounced around the NFL. They didn't bring him up because they want depth at quarterback. They already are carrying quarterbacks. They brought him up to be a six-back attack team. Michael, Etienne with a nice little chunk, first and goal for the Jags there at Wembley. Etienne's their best player. Etienne's their best player. He's tremendous. He's tremendous. Nice little reception as well. He he can run. He can catch the ball. That's why Robinson was expendable. They traded him earlier in the week. That means more usage, remember, for prop betters, more usage for Etienne. So let's take a look. I'm going to have you do the play-by-play here, and I'll set you up on the live number, but it's going to be second and goal to go here for the Jags. Yeah, I, and I mean, the other back, they have Hasty as their other back, who they got from San Francisco, who's a really good nickel all-purpose back too, so it really helps them out. This is where... I think Jacksonville can be really dangerous because even though they're not a six-pack, we got a pass interference here, that right. Lawrence can run. Lawrence can move. He's not as physically imposing as Josh Allen, but he's got movement. And when you utilize his skill in the red zone, especially with some of his movements, it becomes a problem. I think he's throwing the ball. See, one thing about if you're watching in-game betting – one thing about Lawrence is sometimes he is all over the place in terms of his mechanics, his fundamentals. Today he looks better. He had a chance to hit Ingram on a seven route. He got rushed on the throw. But I think for the most part today he looks like he's really got a chance 
to develop. I think this Jacksonville offense, Patrick, is just two receivers away from being like Buffalo. They don't have a, a Stephon Diggs. You know, they don't have a Gabriel Davis. If they had that, now they got Kirk, who's a good third receiver. They paid him like a first. That would really help them. But this ATN guy gives them a dynamic player in the backfield. Chenault there, Denver's defense, which has been so good all year, another hold in the end zone. So it was first and goal there. It's going to be second and goal with a nice stop from Jones on Etienne. You mentioned the receivers there with Jacksonville. What? That's why it never made sense to me that they moved on from Chenault. Chenault's a good receiver. I, like they need that type I know. of player. <laughs> I know, and you know, and 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 he's really good yards after the catch. I mean, I think Chenault's a poor man, AJ Brown. I really do. I think he hasn't gotten to AJ Brown's production level, but his talent level is similar to AJ Brown, maybe even better. In game, Jags ten and a half. There you have it. Michael. I mean, how, it's second and goal. I mean, another another pass interference. another penalty. And, I mean, to me, I hate this. I hate fades in the red zone. I hate it. It's like you stop coaching. Like, why? You just stop coaching. Like, we got to have a better play than just this fade in the end zone. It's like really a bad. And and I would love to really understand what do they think the success ratio is on this, right? First of all, why would you throw a fade against Sertan? He's bigger than Marvin Jones. Right? Again, this is players and plays here we're talking about. Like, why throw that fade against a guy who's bigger than your receiver? Continue with the game from Jacksonville. We'll come back. Is there going to be a score during the break? We'll let you know. A penalty. So first and goal to go for Jacksonville. Already up 7-0. And when we return, Aaron Rodgers is in a spot he's never been in in his entire career. We'll tell you what it is. We're just getting started. Lombardi line on a Sunday. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18, my first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. 
Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, <laughs> <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home too shop blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide get 40% off for a limited time at blinds.com blinds.com rules and restrictions may apply martha stewart the original influencer when i think about anything i think about the way that she did it first the media mogul the six years ahead she saw what was coming the prisoner the rise the fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. You're listening to The Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, become a VEASAN Pro, VEASAN.com slash subscribe right now. Of course, subscriber benefits include Pro Tools, which includes the betting splits. You can get the Pro Picks at a glance. We'll do the work for you. Pro Tips, and remember, this is just $99 through the Super Bowl. So what do you get? Everything we offer. Point Spread Weekly, Michael Lombardi's Look Ahead on Friday, and his articles. Of course, you get all the guides. It's VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Pros are making money. Get on the team, vcin.com slash subscribe. Okay, we're back in just a terrible uh, end zone interception there. We're running, rolling right, Lawrence, and you can explain exactly how they flounder in the red zone, but rolling right, just like he did the last time out, Lawrence didn't see the safety or the linebacker, threw it across his body in the pick, a terrible turnover for Jacksonville. Uh, so we have to understand, so the player takes responsibility for the result of the play. There's no denying that, and Lawrence, that was a terrible decision. But the play calls have been bad down in the red zone. Jacksonville, this is important. How many red zone attempts do you get during a game is critical. You have to really analyze that. Everybody focuses on red zone, what the, what the accomplishment is. But the attempts are so important. And red zone third downs are important. So this team ranks fourth in the National Football League in red zone attempts per game. They average four per game. They're 16th in points scored. The imbalance, right? So what that telling you is, is yes, we can move the ball, but we're making mistakes in the red zone. We go for it when we shouldn't go for it. We turn it over when we shouldn't turn it over. And that's a real problem. And here we are again now, Denver, in a short yardage situation. They lack, and I've said this all year about them, so I'm not second-guessing here. They have no toughness to their team. They can't get a half an inch. Russell, they have that drive is four, three plays, right? A ball batted down. They run it in. They run an inside zone, they get nine and a half yards, and then they try to run it again. I mean, like, this is the problem. They have no toughness at all to them. Now they get a delay of the game penalty. 
Yeah, I think they intentionally. I don't know. They wouldn't intentionally take that actually to no, back it up. No, of course they would. They just didn't just know. Just what... explain what happened. Explain what happened. They're so sloppy that they go. They don't for know it. what they they're doing. Like, inch. okay, right. So what? That you could blame this on the official. Well, they didn't spot the ball. They didn't tell me. They started a 25 second. Okay, I got that. Sometimes that happens. But to me, when you called the third down play. You know, you kind of had a sense you were going to get the first down. And if you didn't get the first down, you had to have it in your mind. This is the problem when you have the guy calling the plays running the game. There's too much going on. There's not enough forth. There's not enough advance of thinking to go through this. That's just a horrendous drive again. And for any of these under first-half betters, you're just delighted. You're just absolutely delighted to know that you're probably going to cash your pick. Updated in-game Jags are seven and a half point favorites. The total has dipped to 36 and a half. But let's just think about what transpired there. A huge pick in the red zone for Denver, and that Denver defense has played great all year. Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson turn around three and out. It takes about 50 seconds, and then they have to punt. They take a delay of game, move back. I mean, this is just absolutely debilitating. You've got a turnover. You've got a couple of three and outs. Denver's yeah. offense couldn't be in a worse way right now. Right, and Denver's Denver's given them almost 60 yards of penalties already so far in the game, and yet it's a 7 to nothing game. This is my point about staying attached to the team, right? So, you know, Jacksonville's one of these that stay attached. They make a red zone mistake. Okay, Lawrence was bad in the red zone. That's horrible. I got it. But the play calling's horrible, too. I said it on the play before. Fades in the red zone against a smaller receiver and a bigger corner. That doesn't make sense. Like, Okay, would you throw the ball into the low post with a basketball, a six-four point, a six-four player against a six-eight player? Of course you would, right? Of course you would. But why would you throw the fade in that same situation? Unconscionable. As we've got a second and ten, Jacksonville up seven, nothing. Live in game at seven and a half with Jacksonville. These two teams. It's been ugly early. You've got a handoff to Etienne. Looks like he's going to pick up the first down. They got to keep on feeding this kid the ball. He picks up more than the first down. He's going to go all the oh, way he's down good. to 25, 30. Oh, that'll be the Denver. last. That'll be the last. That'll be the last run you see. Because my man Doug would rather throw five-yard passes than have that big run. I mean, the strength of this team is Etienne, and you've got to limit the quarterback's mistakes. And I know it's hard to run the ball in the red zone. I'm not, I'm not saying he should run it down there. What I'm saying is keep feeding. This is what happened in the Giants game. ATN made – now he fumbled going into the end zone, but he is the strength of their team. He's the greatest gift that Urban Meyer gave this team. Another handoff to him, and he loses a yard. So we'll I think that was hasty. I think that was, was my that man hasty? hasty. Okay, yep, you're right. There's Etienne on the uh, sideline on a knee, taking a breather after that big pickup. Okay, we move on to the action today. 234 consecutive starts without being a double-digit underdog. That is Aaron Rodgers. The Packers have dressed up this holiday weekend or the last three games as the Detroit Lions this year. Will they break that streak of three straight losses? That's in Buffalo today. It's actually interesting if you take a look at your numbers, Michael, because remember, this number got up to 11.5. I think a book even touched 12. It's down to Buffalo Lane 10.5. So it looks like there's some action game day right here on Green Bay. But still, they're going to close as double-digit favorites. Excuse me, underdogs, as I try to monitor the game Uh, as well. No doubt. And look, they're playing a Buffalo team. So I have 19 categories that I break down every week. And Buffalo is in the top seven and 13 of those categories. They are in three of those other categories. They're in between eight and 12. And they have no negative categories. 
against a Green Bay team that is only good in four of those categories, all of them on defense, third down defense, red zone defense, and first half defense. That's where they're good. And then they're bad in five other categories, starting with their offense. Now, you know, Buffalo's defense is rested. You know, they don't have to worry about playing man-to-man. They're going to play their cover seven, cover eight. They're going to play what they play, right? And and they don't have to worry about somebody taking the top off the defense because you can't run Devontae Adams' offense without Devontae Adams. And I think this is where we're getting into. Now, Rodgers is still going to play effectively. And if they can't keep this within 10 and a half, to me, that's really, really a mark on how bad this Packer team has fallen. I got to believe they can keep it within 10 and a half. But I, Buffalo, I think it's great. But this isn't, this isn't Pittsburgh, where Pittsburgh's defense is just going to lay down on this one. Well, of course, Buffalo comes in fresh. Here's a 37-yard field goal attempt at Wembley there in London. It is good, so Jacksonville's going to take the 10-0 lead. There's still 8.43 to play in the second. We'll keep you updated. Of course, the Bills fresh off a bye. The Packers going the other way. Trajectory is completely different. Three straight losses. Let's start with the Packers. You saw the comments from Rodgers this week calling out the team. Really, he was calling out Lafleur. Let's be clear. He really he was, was. calling out his Let's head be coach, clear. right? You can start yeah, there. He was... He was the head coach. He's saying what the head coach won't say. I mean, and everybody can criticize Aaron Rodgers, but all he was saying was what the head coach won't say. The head coach isn't holding people accountable. They've got problems within their own building because when you start to lose and the the great deodorant, which is Aaron Rodgers, which has been covering up LaFleur for the last two years, all of a sudden he can't cover them up because of the players around him. You know, and so they're playing them differently. They're sloppy. They make too many mistakes. Today's game, defensively, they've got to rally. I mean, they've got to be able to get this, keep the pace of the game down, like Miami did. Miami was able to do that against Josh Allen. They moved the ball against Miami, but they were able to play good in the red zone. This is going to be the key today. If Green Bay covers, it's because their red zone defense, which is pretty good, came through for them expectations the bills have held opponents to 21 or fewer points in 10 straight regular season games Allen, there's always one in the bunch he's dressed up as himself for halloween this year i mean he's the same as he was last year he's been dominant the two guys that just are consistent mahomes and Allen. Allen's trajectory is just limitless right now and and evolved in the run game he's part of a six-pack attack i mean the guy's on pace to carry the ball over 130 times this season you know and and he's able to do it he does it not like Lamar does because he's a better pure thrower than Lamar in terms of how they run this offense and their skill players, you know, whether it's McKenzie in the slot, whether it's Gabriel Davis on the outside, or whether it's Stephon Diggs. I mean, this is a well-rested, good Buffalo team. And this will be a really good game because this is a game where Buffalo should win. It's going to be a, it should be a harder game than a 10.5-point game because we'll find out how much mental toughness Green Bay has in this game. If Green Bay doesn't cover this number – I think the season's going to be really in trouble for Green Bay. Well, the trends point to they should. The dogs this year of a field goal, so three points or more, are 44-22. and 22. That's the best in 20 years. But here's the problem. Green Bay this year, they're 2-5 and five ATS. They have the worst average cover margin at a minus 7.9. It's just ugly any way you look at it. And then you talk about the floor. Look at the special teams. That was an issue last year. It hasn't been corrected this year. It's just It's adding up right now in Green Bay. Well, when we talk about it, right, it's players and plays, right? So you can bring in Rich Bisacci, who's a really good special teams coach, but if you don't 
if you don't change how you practice, if you don't change your commitment to special teams or understand special teams, which LaFleur doesn't, then you're not going to get better at it. And so that's the issue. I mean, that's the issue. This is a huge mistake here. Did he kick it out of bounds, Patrick? I think he did. I think he did. So we're looking at Jacksonville kicking off after the 37-yarder. They've adjusted to nine and a half in game. It looks like the ball went out of bounds. I'm sorry, I was looking down. I glanced up. It does look like it went out of bounds, though. Yeah, I oh. love these quotes that the. Go ahead, please. The Broncos' offense is going to be maddening to watch, says your boy Dan. I mean, you know, it's unbelievable. And Bart Scott <laughs> stole my line. Russell ain't cooking. I mean, at least credit it to me, Bart, please. Biggest surprise, Giants in Seattle? They're next. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Hey, the Broncos got a first down. We'll update you there in a second. But here are today's top horse racing plays from Express Bet editor-in-chief Jeremy Plonk. At Churchill Downs in race 10, Jeremy has the three-horse. Jace's Road at 7-2. Also, Santa Anita today in race 9. Jeremy has the seven-horse. She's a perfect lady at 3-1 up top. Bet these races and more at first bet. Beeson's preferred horse racing app. Get $10 free when you sign up right now. Plus, when you use the code HORSE200, you get 100% match on your deposit up to $200. It's a great deal. Go to vison.com slash horses for more details. That's vison.com slash horses for more details. It's first bet, express bet, as we welcome you back here at Lombardi Line. We're going to get to the Giants and Seahawks in a second. Quickly on this one, Jacksonville leads 10 to nothing, 628 to play. It looks like Denver may be a little rhythm the first time they found it on offense, Michael. Give me a thought on no that, doubt. and we'll get to Washington in, in Indianapolis. I mean, I think this is a critical drive for for Jackson, for Denver. It keeps them attached. We're starting to enter into the middle eight, so we know Jacksonville will get the ball to start the second half. They're also going to get the ball to end the first half, regardless of what happens here. So they've got to stay – they've got to get points somewhere, somehow, because that the offense isn't going to be back on the field typically if it, it, because of the middle late as we go forward. So this is a critical drive. They got another fourth down. They couldn't Look get another that. short yardage play. They have, they, they, they have no power. Again. Third and one in consecutive drives, and they picked up an and they got no power. It's going to be fourth down. They've got nothing yep. up front. This is embarrassing. No. Yeah, no, they have no power. Let's see as the play clock is moving. Yeah, I, I think that play clock, they they, gonna they, they're going to – No, it's fourth Yeah, they're going to measure. It looks like no, there's an injury on Denver. Down, so. Denver's got an injury. They're going to go for it. Hackett has to go for it in that spot. We'll keep you updated. Okay, let's do this. And our audience there, Masson, we hope you're having a nice weekend. And, of course, you had the Ravens with the win. Here comes the Commanders, just like we planned it, right? You've got the Snyder and Ursay drama. So that's a storyline. But also you have Taylor Heineke, and now you have Sam Ellinger, or Ellinger, however you'd like to call it. He's a 2021 six-round draft pick looking to save Frank Reich's job, essentially, as we come into this matchup now. When Ellinger was announced the starter on Monday, this number opened like Circa and BetMGM. They opened the number Indy 4. It dipped down to 2. It's back up to 3. Indy's lane 3, hosting the commanders here, Michael. Well, I think this. When you watch the Washington defense, they have played the run fairly well since the beginning of the season. They've gotten better. Their defensive front has improved. Their, their secondary is the vulnerability spot. Washington, uh, Green Bay couldn't expose it last week, got the first down in Denver. They quarterback sneaked it. Shocking, right? I mean, if they would have done that earlier in the season against against Seattle, they might have won a game. Uh, 
But I think this is a game where Ellinger brings athleticism to the quarterback position, something Matt Ryan didn't. Is they're going to move him. They've got to, they got to lean on Jonathan Taylor. They've got to try to find a way to get some balance. They can't throw it 50 times like they have with Matt Ryan. Ellinger's not going to hold up. And it's also going to allow the Washington strength of their team, which is their athleticism and their defensive front, to get going. So, to me, this is a game about how we get Ellinger some easy throws, some completions, some play-action passes, and move him around a little bit. And when you watch Washington, they are one of the worst teams offensively in a lot of categories, a lot of categories. When you break down all the areas of winning, uh, Washington's only good in three of those areas of the 19 that I have. But what they've got to be able to do, they're, th- they're 29th in punt per play. I mean, that's the, I mean, Washington fans know they've seen too many punts so far this season. So they've got to give Heineke some easy throws. And one thing about this Indianapolis Colt defense is they've played better. They're eighth in the league in sack per play, which will be huge today against a Washington offensive line that isn't very good. Another check down for Wilson. This offense is so disjointed as he was looking to stretch the field a little bit, got uncomfortable in the pocket, dumps it down. So third and third down for third Bron- and- the Broncos coming up. And this is where we always talk about the offense, but this is Mike Caldwell's moment here in the game. This is where you've got to make the right call. You've got to anticipate the right protection. You've got to anticipate not to play. People play plays. You don't play plays. You play concepts. And you've got to really understand what he wants to do in this area of the field and on this down and distance and what protection he likes to be in. And then attack that protection because if you get off the field here, this is a four-point play. All right, here it is, third and seven, and it's a completion down to the Jags' six-yard line. So a nice little pickup there, Jerry Judy. It's going to be huge first play. goal on the six. That's a huge play. That turns the whole entire game. They're in the mix now. Turns the whole game in there, the right? Second. And that's why when you're a head coach of a team and you're watching this flow of the game, that was a critical call. Now, it looks like a regular call. They stayed in a seven-man protection. The tight end stayed in because they wanted to make sure they could get it down the field. And so – most guys understand that. When you saw that tight end kind of close to it, it was in a seven-man. They want you to think it's a six-man protection, but they're staying in to block everybody. And because jet of that, they were able touchdown. to touchdown. Jerry Judy on the jet sweep, touchdown Michael Lombardi. So uh, Stayed attached. fourth down, See? a quarterback sneak, quarterback sneak saves the drive, and a little jet sweep saves the day here for the Broncos moving now, forward. Now, as we go forward here, 2.44 to go, I think Denver has all three timeouts, okay? So the ball's going to get kicked out of bounds, 244 to go. Maybe it isn't. So hopefully hopefully it's not because what will happen is if it's not kicked out of bounds and they return it, the clock will stop under 240. So it'll be 238, okay? Now, that 238, that first down call has got to be a run or a control pass. Why? Because you want the game to get to two minutes. If Nathaniel calls timeout there, He's basically declared what he wants to do. Now, you've got to adjust your play caller. You don't run it three times. You've got to adjust your play caller. He's trying to get the ball back. So this kickoff's going to be critical. Also, what happens on the first down call? If you throw an incomplete pass there, going into the middle eight, which you're in, we're in now, then you've just given Denver another timeout. Let's make it actionable. So I'll give you the updated in-game live number, and you tell me what you do here. It's 10-7, 2.44 to go. Jacksonville's going to get the ball. They're up three. Jacksonville in-game, live number is Jacksonville lane four and a half. What do you do here? I would take, I would take Denver in the four and a half. I think this game, I think Denver is 
their defense will start to play a little bit better once they get a feel for what's happening. And if they don't score or get points or go into halftime at 10-7, to 7, I think Denver wins the game. I think this game's going to require 27, 24 points to win it. And I think that that's really – and this, this moment in the game here, this 244 to the second-half kickoff is the most critical of the game. Okay, Michael, of course, Indianapolis, again, they're lane three, hosting Washington. We'll get back to that matchup. Ellinger, they're looking for a spark. Taylor Heineke provided that spark. His first start of the year in week seven versus Green Bay, it's a win. There is something about Heineke in this team. They do kind of galvanize around him. They're looking for the same thing with Indy. We know Ellinger. We saw him start a million games at Texas. He's a great runner. He's got moxie. He doesn't have a great arm as far as accuracy. So the chemistry with his receivers, we'll see how long that takes to gel. But they're looking for a spark, essentially, is what they're going for here in Indy. No doubt. They're looking for some movement. They're looking for a quarterback. Now, their offensive line, you know, when you break down whose lines played worst, Washington has. I mean, on sacks per play, Washington's 25th in the National Football League. Points per play, they're 30th offensively. But so is but Indianapolis is 25th. I mean, a lot of people are going to play the under. That's why it's 39 and a half here today. But I kind of think that with Ellinger, they're going to do more things. They're going to have to move him around a little bit, try to take some chances up the field to show that he can stretch it. Washington's going to believe that Ellinger is going to play the game in a box, inside the numbers and not with a lot of vertical presence. Okay, here we go. Kickoff inbounds, right? So now we get it back out. Got decent field position. The clock is under 240. Critical, critical. Critical here. So now we need we need a control play here. Get four yards, five yards, spread them out, whatever we want to do, right? So that this this way we can then get it to the two-minute warning and then start what we want to do. Indy's lane three. I'll get to the total. Indy's been a big time six and one to the under this year. In fact, 11 of Indy's past 12 games have gone under the total. We'll get to that. It's a low one. What's the Lombardi line here on Washington at Indy? Uh, uh, I have I'll, I'll this line. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll no, tell I have you what's happening change. in the game. They picked up. Uh, there you go. See, pass, this is what this is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about here. This is the this is the untold story that football fans don't get when they're watching games. This is a huge error. Okay, this is a 36 second error. That's that's really six plays. This is a six play error. Now, if they get a first down, great. But to throw the ball there and to give Denver another timeout is really a critical mistake that no no one will talk about. My line for this game, Patrick, is I had a 2.75 game Indy favorite. So not a lot of wiggle. There's another pass. It's going to be a five-yard pickup, so it's going to be third and five. There is a flag on the play. We'll go back to what you're talking about with Dougie Fresh, your boy Doug Peterson almost giving him a free play there because Etienne had been running the ball so well. you got to come out and run it on first down there. It's because he's calling plays, Patrick. He is not running the game. He's calling plays. He's in his basement in Des Moines like anybody. He's playing Madden. And when you play Madden, you don't consider the game. Now, why would you want to give Denver the ball back here? You don't. So the clock, you've got to way layer that in. <laughs> he's playing. Why would you snap this ball? Madden. Why would you snap this ball? Why would you snap this ball before the two-minute warning? It looks like the playcock's about five minutes in front of it, so that's why they have okay, to Okay, got it. Here. Uh, they do pick up the first down, Lawrence, with a nice little slant route. So there it is. We're back. Seattle and the Giants next.
Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real, live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun! Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my day. That's my As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents... A new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, Jacksonville driving. We'll get to that in a second. I want to tell you about BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. You can turn a loss into a win. Place a one-game parlay wager with at least four legs on any pro football game. If all of your legs but one hit, you're going to get your money back up to $25. It's a great deal. Four-game parlay, all hit except one leg. You get your $25 back. 21 years or older. 
you got to be, of course, 21 or older, 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Again, you can turn that loss into a win over at BetMGM.com. And remember, all-new interface on the app, so go check it out. A run here as we welcome you back on the Lombardi line. I'm Patrick Maher. He is Michael Lombardi. Halloween weekend, week eight NFL. You got a game there in London, Wembley. A minute 20 to go, Jacksonville up 10-7 in the second. They are driving. It's third down. What are you seeing here? Well, I mean, the first down play, he calls a control pass, and the guy drops the ball, Ingram. And so now he's got to come back. He calls another. He calls a run to get the clock going, and, to, and Denver uses one of their timeouts. So now this third down call is going to be critical in terms of controlling the middle eight. If they can get this first down, they'll be able to go in at halftime at least up 10-7. If they don't, there's a good chance Denver could go in at halftime up 14-13 because you're going to give them the ball back with enough time to drive it back down the field. So this, this is a really another critical call. We've seen one real critical call by the play callers. We saw Mike Caldwell, you know, they, they were able to, Russell Wilson moved to his left in the pocket and hit Judy for the first down. This is going to be a critical call here, both offensively and defensively. Now, they're in a six-man protection, and they bring four to the side. So they've got it. And, and they, were able to, they were able to flush it. So it was a good call by Denver. And obviously it, was, it wasn't what they wanted for Jacksonville. This is a turning point in the middle eight here now because kick the field goal, hope you make it. Looks like I don't think – oh, yeah, Dougie's going to kick it here. Kick the field goal, hope you make it. I don't know what the flag, flag is, Patrick. I'm sorry. We'll see who the flag's on. It looks like it's going to be intentional grounding oh. on Lawrence, so they're going to move back. Does that move them out of field goal range? I think we it shall does. see. I think it does. They may have to punt the ball here, which is just a huge turn of events. Remember, Hackett took timeouts, so they're going to have time coming back the other way. They get the ball in the second half. He wasn't outside oh, they're definitely the tackle gotta box. Punt. They're so definitely going to have to punt, punt here. And that is about as bad as it gets in it's late towards the second end of the first, second quarter, going into the break. That's about as bad as it gets as far as game management. You had an opportunity no. there with Denver scoring. That's just terrible. And it really, it goes back to when he ran the ball and got the first down. I was telling you, you got to play fast but slow. You know, you got to keep let. See, this whole notion we're in two minute. We're not really in two minute at this point in the game. We have way too many plays that we can utilize before we get into two minute. And so now the game's in bounce. They've got two timeouts, right? And they're going to have an opportunity to come back down the field and tie the game at least or go in 14 to 10. Overall disaster for Jacksonville. That really was. Also, the mistakes. They had an opportunity in the red zone, a bad play call by Peterson, a bad pass. Again, just a myriad of mistakes here with both. And this Denver is why it's so hard to bet Jacksonville. This is why it's so hard to bet Jacksonville. Everybody wants to talk about, oh, they're, you know, they're, they're you know, they got a hall, they got a Super Bowl winning coach, but there's so many details that get left untold that I think the Eagles as an organization, we're able to overcome those early. And when Doug wanted more authority to do more things, right? Look at this. First and third quarters, they're plus 63 in scoring. The second and the fourth, which is the adjustment phase of football, they're minus 45. Okay, we'll keep you updated. Let's get to the lone matchup this week of two teams with winning records, just like we had it when the season started, right? You had the Giants at 6-1, and one. And the Seahawks with Geno Smith dressed as Joe Montana for Halloween at four and three. This has been fascinating. Dayball has galvanized his team. He's inspired this team through seven weeks. It's been awesome. And by the way, he's five and zero straight up as a dog. So that's a ridiculous mark. And they're going to head into this matchup in Seattle 
as a dog, obviously. I'll give you the number. The number's three. It's been three all week. In fact, DraftKings just went to three and a half with Seattle Lane at Michael Lombardi. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, you know, the, the reality here is the Giants have been in one-score games all year, and they've been able to win them. At some point, that's going to kind of get a little bit problematic. Now, DK Metcalf is playing today, which really helps. So is Tyler Lockett. That helps that's Seattle. Right. So they've got to be able to – Seattle will – you can move the ball on the New York football Giants. The problem when you play the Giants is they're so good situationally in those areas, in the red zone, in where they're in, – in, you know, third down defense, all those places. So that's where you've got to get control of the game. This Giant team is not a, a nice story. You know, yesterday we were talking about Syracuse and Notre Dame. We said Syracuse is a, is a, is a nice story, not a, not a great team. Uh, the Giants are more than just a great story. They win in the areas that matter. The 19 areas that they that they win that they play that determine football. This Giant team is really good in a lot of them. I mean, they're really good in a lot of those areas. So because of that, they're a hard team to play. And Seattle, the last two weeks, Seattle, the last two weeks have gotten much better defensively. They've played their best football defensively the last two weeks. This will be a really fun game to watch because Seattle needs to be able to get control of the game and then build on it. And who wins the fourth quarter? This is the best fourth quarter team, and Seattle's one of the worst fourth quarter teams in football. What's fascinating here, and we'll talk about the total, but DK Metcalf, it looked like he could be out for an extended amount of time. He's going to play today, Tyler Lockett as well. So a little juice for them. Speaking of juice, Kenneth Walker, their draft pick out of Michigan State, awesome last week. And this has just been just a an amazing job by Pete Carroll. There were no expectations, specifically with the quarterback and now a team that's four and three. Carroll's done a hell of a job here. He, he really has. And, you know, one of the things defensively they've not been great at is first-half defense and second-half defense. Now, those numbers are based on seven games, but the last two weeks they've been much better. They've been able to improve their pass rush. They've kind of put pressure. They saw Herbert last week. They put a lot of pressure. They turned him over. Okay, and so they were doing a great job in that area, and they're kind of fitting in. Now, they haven't played well at home. You know, Patrick, they have not been a great home team for – but I think this is a different crowd now. I think the Seattle fans have watched Russell, and now they watch their team, and I think there is a sense of enthusiasm about it. This is going to be a really hard game for the football Giants. We see the line moving away from them. It's going to be a hard game. Because they're so they've been fortunate to how they've played these one score games. I mean, last week they should not have been able to get away with it in Jacksonville, but as we're seeing today on television, Jacksonville, there's a lot of what I call the the non obvious that Jacksonville lets get away from themselves, and that's the secret to all victory, and they don't have it. I think you made a great point as far as the Seattle home field's gonna start to build because it's almost like the Phillies run in the World Series so far in baseball. It's unexpected. And when something's unexpected for a fan base, all of a sudden there's a little yeah. added juice, right? And so coming back yeah. here, Seattle, winning two straight, four and three, there's going to be some juice in the building today. I mean, look, I know there's a thousand Philly fans. You can't go anywhere without a hat. I think they ranked 14th in attendance this year at Major League Baseball. Like, it wasn't that the Philly fans were expecting their team to be great and they were packing the, the Citizens Park Bank every, Citizens Bank Park every weekend, every day. Like, there was, there was a concern. They fired their man. Now they've gotten hot, and one thing we know, the fans will come if you win, and they are coming. So I think the expectations on the season was so low in Seattle that when they played Atlanta, they weren't really used to it. I mean, they beat Denver in the opener, which was kind of a grudge game. But I think now there's a sense that, hey, we might be a pretty good football team. 
you know, we might be pretty good. We're getting better on defense. Our quarterback's playing at a high level. And we're going against a giant team that will give you a lot of yards. They'll give you the yards, but they, they're very good in the red zone, and that's where Geno's got to play really well today. Look, Daniel Jones is not going to – he throws it 18 times a game. You've got to stop his foot movement. You've got to stop his running plays, and you've got to stop Saquon Barkley. So, again, this is an aggressive defense that may play well into Seattle's hands because, remember, this is a Giants defense that's allowing a league-worst 5-7 a carry, Michael. So, all of a sudden, you start running the ball with Walker. You got the two receivers back. You're setting up that play action. This could open up nicely for Seattle. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. And, and that they got to control the pace. I mean, here's the thing. You know, the Giants controlled the ball last week against Jacksonville. And even though they played way less defense, they still gave up over 400 yards. I mean, the talent level of the Giants is not great, especially in the secondary. And they've got a lot of guys hurt. And you can run the ball. But once again, you've got to be able to win the game situations. You've got to be able to handle that. Now, he's got to spike this ball here. Okay. He does. So it's 15 seconds at the So now we're 15 40s. seconds, one timeout, right? So yep. this is no longer a touchdown game unless you give up a big play. So you got to throw the ball inside because they have that timeout. You want to get this ball down the field inside. Jacksonville, Jacksonville call calls timeout. a timeout. It's on the 47 of Jacksonville, 10-7, 15 seconds to go. Denver with the ball. I, They're going to look to pick up a few yards here and try to attempt a field goal heading into the break. I like that timeout because if I'm Mike Caldwell, I'm going to tell my defensive captains, okay, here's what they're going to run. Here's what they like to run in this situation. They run a run indigo, which is a clear in cut, right? That's what Denver, that's what the Hackett, the West Coast offense loves to run in these situations. So, you know, let's make sure we understand that. Let's make sure we got our leverage points on our coverage, which happened on that last play there. They weren't. Okay, we'll get the derivative numbers, halftime, and more on this Wembley game there in London with Denver and Jacksonville. Coming up next, maybe the best rivalry in football right now, San Francisco at the Rams. San Francisco favorite. We'll come back with that next here. Week 8, Halloween weekend, Lombardi Line. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.